Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Happy Monday from Lance and I. Today is Monday, October 30th. Tomorrow's Halloween already. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy how fast it came. This year is flying by. No, for real, for real. Every single Monday that happens, I'm always like, oh my God, I cannot believe we're on Monday again. Like it's flying. The weekends go by too fast Mm -hmm. and the weeks are going by too fast. Yeah. But I had to call in special forces, not Tom Sandoval from special forces, but special forces for, for today, because we have such a supersized episode. You guys, we have so much to talk about today. So much to talk about. And we have, um, and we have a, uh, conversation about the reality reckoning yes. and sorry, <laughs> I had a little brain fart <laughs> and the vanity fair article, which is why I wanted Lance to be here for today because I felt like, you know, this is the conversation that he needs to be part of um, because he is in the reality world. He's a camera, he's a camera operator and a director of photography. And he works with so many different um, production companies, lots of them that are named in this vanity fair article. Um, so it will be an interesting conversation today, but Lance, before we get into that Vanity Fair article, yeah, we have so much to talk about. You guys, I don't even know how we're going to do today. I'm a little concerned. Are we ready? Are we ready to like get on like a major, major dose, major daily dose? Let's overdose. It's an overdose delight um, in, in the most positive, healthy way. Overdose of good things, right? Is there, yeah. is there such a thing to have an overdose of something healthy? Sure. Yeah? I think so. What happens when you overdose on vitamin C? You pee it out. You pee it out. So let's pee it out let's let's pee out some daily dose of donna today jesus okay you guys first of all we had such a fun weekend right well saturday saturday we went out yeah we went out to um craig's Mm -hmm. we got to hang out who did we see we saw judd apatow Apatow and we saw tony dungy and like usually wait now you're saying tony dungy what is he famous for other than being the um the coach? Has he been on a reality show or or, or something? I'm he might have been that. on um there might have been like a hard knocks or something about who is he? Tell the, them. Okay, so he so typically around Hollywood, Donna's always like, Oh my god, look, and I could have been looking at that person the whole time and not known they were famous. Like I just for whatever reason, I just have a hard time seeing them out in public and being like, Oh yeah, that's that guy or that's that girl. Uh, in this instance, I was like, oh my God, it's Tony Dungy. And Donna's like, who? And I was, I had to Google. And then it's so funny because we looked over at the bar and there was a guy who like was basically having the exact same conversation with his, with his wife. wife. He was like, I saw his face. And then he was like, and she was like, I don't know who that is. And, and then everyone like looked at him. Yeah. Okay. So, so shout out to Patty at Craig's. She hooked us up with such a great table. We sat right at the bar at a table, like overlooking the whole restaurant. Um, so you know who I remember him from? Tony Dungy? Not from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that you said. Okay. From the Colts. Did he win a Super Bowl with the Colts? 
Like he's a famous judge, a judge, coach from the Indianapolis Colts. I do remember this. I don't know how, but this is how I remember him. Not from the Tampa Bay. It didn't connect. Anyway, lots of other people were there, including a very drunk young man who fell into our table multiple times. Yeah, that was interesting. And then we woke up on Sunday and I said, you know who's having a really shitty day right now is that guy that fell into our table last night. And, you know was hammered beyond belief. Lance, try really hard not to focus on the comments because I can see your eyes. You're just, you're all, I know you want to engage. Shout out Lance. I see your dance moves on Harry's Snapchat. I didn't, uh, I didn't know that he, he filmed me doing that. That's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we'll get into some dancing with the stars in just a moment, but let's first start talking about some really, really awful, awful heartbreaking news that happened over the weekend with Matthew Perry. Yes. So on Saturday night, we were getting ready to go out and I got a text from like a few friends right at once. Like, I think it was one of those things that one person saw it and everyone just immediately was sending text messages or messages to each other. And Matthew Perry from Friends, Chandler Bing from Friends, you guys have to have heard already, unfortunately died at 54 years old by drowning in his hot tub. And so, of course, the first thing you think, and this is horrible to do, but the first thing you think is, is this drug or alcohol related? Because we know from so, so many um, interviews in his book that he just wrote that he's really struggled. He's gone, um, you know, he's been on the wagon, off the wagon, on with pills and with alcohol and stuff. But from what I'm hearing and what I'm reading, I really truly believe that he actually just had a heart attack in the in the hot tub. And it's so awful because my gut feeling, and the reason why I know that, I can't share, obviously, specific sources. But I spoke to someone yesterday who has someone in their life who was with him on Saturday morning, the day mm. that he died. And trust me when I tell you, it was not like in a partying place, right? Like it was a very... Um, I think he was le living a very healthy, sober lifestyle. Um, he was playing pickleball all the time. He was, that's a, you know, that's been out there that his pickleball coach was interviewed. He's been really dedicated to try to help people get sober and get off drugs. And he's even said, I really hope that people remember me for that and not just friends, even though I know that they will. Um, I did not read his book. I don't know if you guys did. I did not read his book. But it sounds to me like he was really on the up and up in his life. And just a few days ago, he posted an Instagram story of him in the hot tub with like, you know, this gorgeous, beautiful hot tub overlooking the hills in Pacific Palisades. And he huge, said, huge jacuzzi. Yeah, like a huge. Well, he had a gorgeous, you know, I mean, come on, friends money. Hello. And um, and he said something like, this is fun, like water swirling around me. Matman. I guess he was obsessed with Batman. A lot of people have come out and said that, you know, about his obsession with Batman. I don't know. Um, what is COPD? Yes. On the view, they said he has COPD. Maybe that's a cardio period, period, periditis, mm. like one of those. Okay. So since then, of course, a lot of people have come out to, um, to what's it called? Like pay him, pay his respects and talk about their experiences with him. Like John Ross Bowie, who is an actor that I used to audition all the time. If you saw him, you'd recognize him. I can't think of his most famous credit, but he said that 13 years ago, he went completely sober because he just felt like as a father of two, he shouldn't be throwing up that much. And he, uh, that's literally what he said. And he said, um, he said he, he was so nervous to go to a dinner party 
the first dinner party since he had been drinking because it was his first time being around all this alcohol. And he happened to sit next to across the table from Matthew Perry, who recognized that he also didn't have a drink and said, do you want a Diet Coke? And then John Ross Bowie drank the Diet Coke and then asked him, do you want a Diet Coke the next time? And he said, I didn't sleep much that night because I had seven Diet Cokes with Matthew Perry. <laughs> but I woke up hung, um, not, not with a hangover. And I will never forget how Matthew Perry made that first night so much easier to be sober. I thought that beautiful, that was such a beautiful, like, um, homage. Uh, so many people, Gwyneth, oh my God, this is a crazy story, you guys. So Gwyneth Paltrow posts yesterday, her first experience meeting or dating Matthew Perry. And she sent this like beautiful message. Now, meanwhile, in the comments, this one person, this one girl, who's not a famous person, wrote, I'll never forget being back at like tennis camp. I, I'm going to get the story, like the names wrong because I don't have it in front of me, but I'll never forget being at tennis camp when I was 13. And he was there and he was singing, can't get my, um, no, I maybe can't get my eyes off you. Or maybe it was like a, it was a Beatles song. I can't remember what the song was now. I have to can't. remember. No, it's not can't, can't keep my no. eyes off of you. That's not a Beatles song. I know. It was it's it's another it's a Beatles song though mm -hmm. and I can't remember. Anyway, she said I'll never forget how jealous I was that he was singing to this one other girl and he she said the girl's name. And the freaking girl had least something found the comment, maybe someone pointed it out like your name is in this comment and came in there and said Oh my God, I had no memory that that was Matthew Perry. Like I knew, I remember that memory, but I didn't put it together that that was Matthew Perry wow. until this moment. Can you imagine? Anyway, I thought it was such an amazing um, story and, and we haven't heard yet from the friends and I'm sure they're going to be releasing some sort of joint statement together. I also had no idea. Oh, by the way, you guys are coming in hot with the comments about COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which look, I mean, heart disease is like the number one killer, right? And you can only imagine how um, how much strain a heart can get through years and years of abuse, right? With with alcohol, drugs, weight loss, weight gain, right? Isn't that like it's so bad for you? Yeah, and opiates take a real toll on your body if you if you're abusing them. I and he was putting something like forty or fifty. Vicodin into his body a day, day, which is an insane not not amount. at not at the time of his death. This is like no, in his book from is, years yeah, and years ago. Years ago, and mm -hmm. you know the amount of stress that puts on your kidneys and your liver and your heart and your lungs and all these things. It's it's tons of damage. Totally, totally. So take care of yourselves, you guys. Go to the doctor and get yourselves checked out. Um, it's so sad. I guess his assistant just left him just for like an hour to go run an errand for him mm. and came back and saw this. It was in the middle of the day, like in the afternoon. Did you know that Matthew Perry's stepdad is Keith Morrison from Dateline? No. Isn't that insane? I had no... So, so Keith his Morrison married his mom. His mom and Keith Morrison have been married for years and years and years, like since Matthew was young, because mm. Matthew's dad um, and mom divorced when he was a really young kid. So anyway, really, really sad. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll find out more with the autopsy. But anyway, that totally bummed me out. Yeah. It's so hard when you know that people that we are growing up with that, you know, friends was never a lot of my friends. Sorry to use that word again. A lot of my friends are absolutely um, obsessed with that show. 
and they really rely on it every night to go to bed. Like if you're having a bad day, it's just like it ends your night in a happy way. A lot it's like of people, a warm blanket. Yeah, like Seinfeld, Friends. Um, I'm trying to think of other Golden Girls used to be my show. Like there's always those shows, and this is this is heartbreaking. So anyway, okay, let's move on. Because we do have so much, so much to move on to. We need to talk a little bit about, um, we need to talk about Jeff Lewis really fast. We're going to talk a little bit. And this is a little tricky because Jeff Lewis's uh, show was live this morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And I didn't listen because I was busy watching Sister Wives for you guys. I need to get my props. We need to, you're going to be my prop master. Okay, we're not that Sister Wives yet, but just get my props ready. Okay, we've chosen some eyebrows for today. Eyebrows of the day are orange and green. It's a little Halloween and a little Earth-friendly. Oh, let's go. Let's orange go. and black, let's go Halloween. Halloween. come on. We've got some Halloween Robin eyebrows coming later. Okay, so um, so Jeff Lewis, he had his Teeny event this weekend, Saturday night, and um, a bunch of you know, Jeff Lewis fans got to go and it was a small group. It was like 40 people that got that one tickets, including Sarah from Jeff Lewis obsessed. A lot of you guys follow her. And so like that would, that's what I thought today's show would have been about. So I didn't even tune in because I'm like, Oh, listen in the afternoon. Well, I missed out because apparently according to you guys, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jeff mentioned it all on the show today. He basically opened up about the fact that he and his on-again, off-again boyfriend, Stu, are no longer, they are no longer because this is, an, now this is an indefinite pause. Does that mean it's a, like a constant pause? Indefinite? Yeah. Or definite? Indefinite. No, indefinite, indefinite pause, pause. Yeah. would mean that it's like an all the time now, right? Okay, so he maybe a definite no. If a, if it was a definite pause, that means forever. It's but definitely then it's a, paused forever. It's a definite indefinite. No, so they're over. <laughs> <laughs> so they're over. Um. Well, he says that Stu cheated on him. Mm. So betrayal city. Then he also talked about briefly that um he had. He mentioned this a little bit last week, but he has the show Hollywood House Left Lance on Amazon Freebie. And remember, I went out for um, drinks with the showrunner who I love, Michael? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess there's another assistant, not assistant, producer on the show. Her name is Jen Green. Okay? Okay. I can show you her in case you know her. I'm, I don't know if you guys know each other. But Jen Green was, um, this is her, I had pulled her pulled up. Okay, so I know I know a different Jen Green who also works in reality television, but she's a. I know a Jen Green from high school. So yeah, I guess Jen Popular Green name. is a very common name. So anyway, Jen Green, um, he mentioned that he is on the outs with her, that he has drama with her. He she's she was a producer on the show. He got her the job apparently, and there is like a lot of drama there. He called you know he's alluding that she's a snake, like crazy crazy stuff. And then, did you guys see this? Because I know a lot of you guys are fans. You're chumps. You love Jeff Lewis. Did you guys see the picture in Vegas over the weekend of all three of Jeff's former and current, like, girlfriends? The only one that's missing is Jenny P Poulos, right? We got Heather McDonald, Kelly Dodd, and Megan Weaver together in a picture in Vegas at a wedding. Wow. 
Can you imagine? Okay. So just to give you guys like a quick five minute or, and by you guys, I mean you, are you, are you awake still? Yeah. I mean, I have nothing to input here because I don't like really know who these people are. So well, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm along for the ride. I'm, I'm, I'm here though. I'm but interested. you love Jeff Lewis. I do. Yeah. When we and want- I know who Jenny Poulos is and. Uh, yeah. You took a picture of her at Six Flags yeah. and then I got like killed on the Facebook group. How dare you post a picture of someone when she's just enjoying her life. That's a celebrity for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. People are weird. Okay. So, so she goes, so, so a few months ago, there was the big drama between Heather McDonald and Megan Weaver. We know this. I'm not going to re- repeat that. Meanwhile, Heather McDonald and Kelly Dodd then got into it because Kelly Dodd kind of took Heather, Mc, I mean, sorry, Megan Weaver's side when there was big drama. So all of a sudden, the three of them are at a wedding together with all of their husbands and or boyfriends, husbands, whatever. And they're in a picture together. That is so uncomfortable for Jeff, in my opinion. Like, I know that maybe that was the right thing to do for them. But as Jeff, who's put his neck out and like talked about all these people and then his girl, Megan, his bestie, who I think he really, really trusts, was in the same picture as someone that he really doesn't trust. I don't know. It's got to be uncomfortable. We've all been in situations where you're on the outs of a group of friends, or maybe you fight with one friend and then your good friend is with that person and connects with them. And you're like, Hey, I thought we were friends. It's so confusing. It's so hard. I mean, we need a running list. We need a black book of people who Jeff Lewis does not want to connect with and like who's on Jeff Lewis's shit list. Right? Yeah. I mean, listen, we've known uh, Jeff from his reality television shows for years, he's not an easy person to get along with, right? He's, I mean, you have to be a little bit of like a, a masochist, I would, I would imagine to just like stay in his presence and deal with his like brow beating and like tearing you down every single day. Like I would have a hard time working for Jeff Lewis as I think most human beings would. Well, I do think that there's a side of him that is that way. And also, I mean, number one, none of us are in their homes, right? None of us are with them when the cameras are not on and when the radio show is not on. So I don't know who they really are when they're not on camera or not on the radio show. But for example, he has um, Sean, he has Shane, who is his basically executive assistant, but is essentially his best friend. I mean, he does everything with him. He's on the show. He does. He's on the radio show. He's on Hollywood house. Think about how much money he's making. He's also his assistant. Like he's getting paid from Sirius, getting paid from, um, Amazon. Like, geez, I would take that job. And I think that he doesn't treat Shane that way. I think he loves Shane so much. Maybe he, he pokes the bear a bit, but I think it's tricky. I don't want to be a Jeff Lewis apologist because I am absolutely not um, an expert on who Jeff Lewis is. And I would never put my neck out saying like, no, he's the perfect, not at all. But I just still, I always connect with that feeling of like, who are my friends and who are my enemies? And I just remember when I had some drama, I remember with the workout studio that should not be named. Mm-hmm. I see you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got completely hurt by a situation and then my friends were still going. Yeah. And I couldn't handle it. It felt sick to my stomach. So if one of your good friends hurts you, do you expect your other good friends to end their relationship with them for you? Like, how does that work? It's it's really a tough situation. Yeah. 
what would you expect? Uh, you know, loyalty lies where loyalty lies. And like, if you're, um, closer with somebody or like you feel like you're getting something more out of a thing than you are from from this other person that's kind of where you're going to gravitate to yeah yeah i i i don't know i think people are probably a little bit especially his circle like they all work for him that's the craziest thing with the radio show right you've got doug and megan and monica casey and um Yes, Carney so, and Pej, like they all are not just his friends. They're basically employees. Yeah. Well, they're, they're employees, but on top of being, um, you know, uh, getting money for this thing that you're doing, you're also getting fame, right? So like what level of abuse are you willing to put yourself through for this like, um, grasp at celebrity, right? Mm, mm. That you're like, Oh, I'm on, uh, I'm on serious radio. I'm on a show, I'm on whatever, like, what are you willing to put yourself through to, uh, to get yourself out there? I mean, I'd be willing to put myself through anything to be friends with Jeff Lewis. If, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. I'll go gay. Just kidding. That's Lance's, that's Lance's hot, but he's, he's worried about two things. He's worried about that. I'll become Kyle Richards and Morgan Wade. Uh huh. And then Craig from Southern charm. Yeah. Are you worried about it still in this moment? Um, I'm not really like, I don't really like think it's a thing that um, could happen, if I'm being honest. Uh, you, you don't think Craig would fall in love with a 42-year-old mother of two? No. What? No, I just don't think it's realistic. Um, <laughs> you jerk. But uh, listen, he's a good-looking dude. I get it. Craig? Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. He's such a good-looking dude. Yeah. Who, who's like your hottest who would you say is like the hottest um, actress or reality Kate star? Did you want to? Did you want to make out with a microphone? Why did you have to go so close to that? Kate, Kate Upton. Hot. We're still on Kate Upton. Yeah, she's hot. What year is this? I don't care. She's still hot. Is she even still a thing? I mean, she's married to Justin Verlander. Okay, let me ask you a question. This is who the hell is that? It's the like star pitcher for the Houston Astros. Okay. No. Let's talk about let's talk about Dancing with the Stars for just two seconds, okay? Because you work on it. Who do you think is this weird? If I ask you who you think is like the most attractive dancer pro that works on the show right now? Mm. Um. Yeah, it's a little weird. Is it weird? Should we not do that? Um, Maybe we shouldn't. I don't want to like throw you under the bus or get you in in trouble. No, I mean, um, no, it's fine. I think. Uh, listen, it's all it's. I've been on the show for seven seasons. It's all very platonic. I think that uh, uh, Emma Slater is probably the most beautiful. Ooh, pro. so does Mauricio, I heard. Uh, yeah. And then um, followed right behind would be um, uh, Jenna. Jenna who? Married to Val. Val who? Jenna, who's her Val. partner? Just say who her partner is and then I'll know. Which one she is? Jenna. It was. Um, oh, she's gone. Yeah, she's gone. It was Tyson. Tyson, Tyson. Oh, you love that Tyson. He's a cool guy. I mean, he was fun. He was funny. You can't you can't get enough of Tyson. I, I didn't realize that you had such a thing for Tyson Beckford. No thing. Just good dude. So do you, a good dude. So do you think do you think? Well, no, we can't do it. Well, I'm going to tell you what I think. Kyle Richards is currently up in. Um, Wait, who do you think is the hottest pro? 
Honestly, I don't watch the show well enough to know. Like, I think Emma Slater is what pretty. What a cop-out answer. No, I'm serious. Uh-huh. I think, like, the prettiest. Wait, I was talking about the guys. Why did you immediately go to the girls? Oh, you said prettiest. Oh, okay. All right. All should, right. I say, should I go hot? I thought I said hottest. Um, okay. Hottest. Well, can we talk, like, in, in terms of the dancers, I don't, I don't, I'm not really into it. Artem is beautiful, says Michael. Listen, Artem has a crazy body. Oh, that tell dude, me more. That dude is, you should see his, like his six pack has, a, his six pack has a six pack. It's wild. He has these like muscles on top of his rib cage that go boop, 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 boop. I'm going to look him up right now. Artem? It's bananas. Oh. Uh, Max is Max is a good looking dude. You know who I'm into, and you know this is going to sound weird because a lot of you guys are, you know, you think this is weird, but I think Derek Huff is so, so cute. Is that he's weird? He's a good looking dude. No, he's a good looking dude. I mean, I see Derek Huff, like, number one, I, I like his personality, and I think that that's what it is. I'm into personality. And if you don't have a personality and you're just like a, a good looking guy, it's boring to me. That, that I'm not into. Yeah. I'd rather a guy that's a little goofy, but funny and like personable than a guy that's really, really hot and like nothing. A lot of, a lot of Artem fans. You know who he's married Derek to? Derek right? is too pretty, you say. Hmm. Who is he married to? He's married to like one of the Bella twins. I don't know which one it is. Nikki or I think it's Nikki. I could be wrong, but it's one of the Bella. Oh, like the, the fighter girls. Fighter. Weren't they like WWC or Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't follow wrestling. Wait, I don't, I don't either. But like, it just like hit me. I feel like they are. Is this Artem? Yeah. Okay. Artem dances with charity from yeah. The Bachelorette. And they got like a, an amazing score this last week. They got like tens and nines. Yeah, they did very good. Yeah. Okay. So WWE. Thank you, Cecile. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you guys, 500 people here live on the YouTube, which is Nikki super Bella. exciting. All right, you guys, let's keep it moving. So Jeff Lewis, I think just to wrap that up, he is always going to be in a circle of drama because it's who he is. And you know that TikTok comment or that TikTok um, sound that you hear all the time, like, is it me? Am I the drama? Yes, it's Jeff Lewis. And yes, it's a lot of these people. But that's why they're good for television. Exactly. Like as a reality guy, you can never ever center multiple shows and give a radio show to someone that isn't into the drama. Yeah. Right. It would be boring as F. And yeah. we've all seen those reality shows that are boring because they they have personalities on them or certain cast members that have personalities that are just like, like, you know, I'll talk about some of it for Roni in, in just a, a minute. So I, I just find it really, really hard to understand why people don't kind of get Jeff for who he is. I know some people are so, so taken aback by him and so offended by him. I don't know what it is, but I cannot get offended by Jeff. Nothing he says offends me to me. Like, he's never talked to me, obviously, but like nothing he says on the radio show ever offends me. I find it so, so, I hate using this word for this, but juicy. I love, love, love hearing his drama. I love hearing the ups and downs. And you know what? There's a reason he got his own network on Sirius. Whether or not 789 is doing well or not, his channel or his show on Andy Cohen's channel, Radio Andy, is 100% killing it. And I would guarantee he's probably really close to like under right under Howard Stern as like the most popular show on Sirius radio. I just don't know who else out there is more popular than ratings? Jeff. I don't know. I'm sure there's a way to find radio ratings, serious ratings, but maybe not. Maybe it's like Netflix where you don't really know. Mm. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, okay. 
All right. Well, look, at the end of the day, we're not going to all agree, but that's the thing. None of these people are ever going to be liked by all. None, right? The best talent, the best reality stars. Lance told me the first time I got some people talking badly about me, this was like months and months and months ago. The first time he was like, if you're not okay with people not liking you, you got to cut like jump shit right? Because the more popular you get, the more people that are watching, there's 525 people watching on a YouTube live. There's going to be people here that think I am beyond annoying and talk too much. Hate is going to hate. And you know, all those things are, are are you one of them? Are you a troll Lance? Do you troll me in the comments? I've got like 30 burner accounts and I just sit there and go. Oh my God. God, that's you. It's it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. That's you. You are the problem. You know, the other night we went out to for drinks after Craig's and we went to this bar, this restaurant bar by my house. And um, the owner was there. Ty Show. Give him a little plug. I always talk about Ty Show. But the owner was there and he goes, Donna, what's going on with you? You're not drunk. And I'm like, I'm not. How do you know that? So the next day, Lance and I went on a walk and I said, how did he know I wasn't drunk? And he's like, because you're so damn loud when you're drunk. You talk so loud and so much. And I was like, oh, I got really uncomfortable. And then I said, but it's it's like in the best way. Like you're you're fun. You're the life of the party. You're you're wild and crazy when you've had some drinks and you're a lot of fun. You're a great time to be around. So we are going to go to, well, I'm going to BravoCon this weekend. So I plan to have some drinks. Actually, I have some plans. If you guys are going to be at BravoCon this weekend, hit the Facebook group up. I will try or Instagram or whatever. Let me know. I'm going to be at Cabaret on Friday night. That's Amy Phillips show. And then um, we're going to dinner before that. My girlfriend, Jamie and I, who's not a Bravo fan, who's not going to BravoCon. So like literally I'm going to be having to go to BravoCon alone. That will be such an experience. Like I hate it. You don't want to come? Well, I, what are we going to do with our kids? Eh, they can handle it. Hmm. I feel like at this point they can just like do it, right? They can just like get themselves from place to place. Bring them. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, – and then on Saturday, I don't know. I was just talking to my girlfriend who was like, do you want tickets to – we have – we're getting tickets to go see James Kennedy DJ at this club. And I was like, sure. Shoot me in the face. No, so fun. <laughs> you wouldn't want to no, go. Are you Wait, you said yes to that? Yes. DJ James Kennedy from Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. No, of course I would want to go. So then my friend Jamie texts me separately and she goes, I'm not going to be okay this weekend. And I'm like, it's okay. We can dip out. We can dip out early because she and I are both like not late night partiers. Donna, when's the last time you were in a club? Last night. Yeah. In the club? I was in club, Donna. I was in the club of the bed, the bed club, watching Sister Wives clubbing with Cody. Okay. Let's move on. You guys, the Vanity Fair article holy shit you guys okay well i'll say this holy shit is a little bit pushing it here's my gut feeling lance you're not so all about like you're not on the tiktok land and bethany's instagrams and stuff so you haven't seen what she's been leaking but you're kind of aware of this like reality reckoning yeah i'm very aware i've been keeping up okay keeping up with the kardashians or keeping up with bethany uh keeping up with the frankles The one Frankel. Keeping up with the Frankel. <laughs> Keeping up with the Frankel. Um, okay. So so as a reality guy, do you guys talk about it on set at all, this reality reckoning? Um, we have talked about it on set a few times. Uh, usually I'm the one that has brought it up. 
actually. Um, I've had a few. Oh, okay, daily dose of Lance. A few conversations about it. Nobody really on set is like dying to talk about this. They don't really care. Nobody really cares, if I'm being honest. Um, so yeah, I'm the one that's kind of brought it up a couple times. Okay, so so this article comes out this morning. I see it, and this was the article that was kind of teased a couple weeks ago, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, this article is gonna blow the lid off the what? Blow the lid off the pot? Blow? It's gonna blow the? It's gonna do something big to land, Bravo? Land the plane, Donna. I'm trying. <laughs> it's gonna do something to Bravo, and it's going to completely, um, you know, shake up." this world of, you know, reality TV, especially at Bravo. It is really a Bravo hit piece is what it is. Um, I read it today. And to be honest, yes, there were a couple things that kind of surprised me and we're going to get into it. But overall, I felt like it was a really big hype for something that didn't actually move mountains, in my opinion. There are a couple things that I thought were a little surprising, i.e. Ramona saying the N-word. Yeah. That is kind of the focus. I think the main the main thing. I think a lot of what she was saying is problematic. There's not just her saying the N-word. There's like multiple conversations that are pointed out of her just being just outright racist. And, Ramona? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not, not a good look for her. You're talking about before this? No, in that article. Oh, in the article. No, the article, it like slams really Ramona. Yeah. Like the article, and, and it, you guys, I hate to say it, and this is going to sound really bad because I do definitely believe that, um, I do definitely believe that Ramona is a problematic person. I'm sure of it, actually. I think that we've seen this over and over on the show that she she's not nice to servers, that she has she struggles like with being kind to help. You know, when you go to these um, resorts, she's the one that's always like, can you unpack for me? I need someone to unpack for me. Or she has struggles with the room being perfect. Like she's definitely more of that elitist, elitist, snobby. Like, I don't know if I would want to have Ramona in my life at all, like personal life. No, she seems very toxic to me. Yes. That being said, who is her biggest enemy, I would say, in the reality world is Bethany. And I do find it really interesting that this article very much focused on the only person that they really threw under the bus was Bravo, Andy Cohen, the producers, and Ramona. That's it. They didn't throw anyone else really under the bus. They they try, the The article was quoted by... A few people were quoted in the article. We had Leah McSweeney, who was in um, a couple of seasons of Forgettable Roni. Like, Leah, to me, and I'm sorry, you guys, but Leah, to me, is the worst reality star. Like, you couldn't think of anyone, in my opinion, that's worse. She's worse than Cy from Roni, the new Roni, which we'll get into. But I just think that Leah is just negative and toxic and she struggles. She's not like a, it, when I think of Leah McSweeney, I don't think of a mentally healthy person, balanced. And that's what I want to talk about. Okay, let's talk about it. So what happens when you go through the casting process to get onto a reality television show is you you go through multiple rounds. Um, you start with the casting director and you know that's what Donna used to do, but in the scripted world, um, and there's thousands of people that get sifted through same as in the scripted world. 
And then you go to the showrunners and you go to the network and all these things. And then it gets whittled down. And before you can go on to a reality show, you have to pass uh, psych. So you go through psyche vows. And this is 100% on every show? So Bachelor, not every show, right? Like Dancing with the Stars is not doing a psyche vow. Well, but that's also not like a reality show. That's a game show more. Like it's a talent show. Uh, it's a stage competition show, right? So like the voice is not doing like a psyche vow, right? But like a show like where you're going into people's homes and their lives blind, um, you know, uh, bachelor bachelorette, all of these like dating shows, um, shows like a real housewives, those shows should 100% have a psyche vow, right? So, I think that in in the in the case of Leah McSweeney, this was a failure in the psyche vow, and I don't think she should have been allowed to be on the show. I don't think that she was mentally strong enough or in the right position um, with her sobriety to go into a situation with producers who are pushing for drama and pushing for um you were shaking the table oh, pushing Sorry. for pushing for all this drama and like you know that is going to drive you to want to drink to 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 loosen up your inhibitions to perform for camera right so i think that was a failure on the psyche valve um side of things and i don't think she should have ever gotten onto the show yeah i mean i just think there's so many people out there and you guys you know we're talking about huge cities, like casting has a whole list of people, but they have to be more, I don't know if it's casting or producers where it comes down to, but you have to be very smart about not bringing someone on for the hopes that they relapse and get freaking hammered and wasted and fall apart. Horrible. And and you know what? Things will change because that's not going to happen anymore. You'll see that, right? Like I guarantee you right now that if anyone is sober because they used to be an addict, they may if they will not be cast on the show, if they're like, yeah, I used to be sober because I used to struggle, but now I'm kind of drinking, but then I can stop. And then I kind of drink, which is where Leah was. She was 10 years sober because it was ruining her life and then thought she could bring it back. And that's exactly when they cast her on, on Roni. So it was a bad move from both, you know, producers. And then also she made a mistake by going on a show like this, when you're obviously mentally a little bit all over the place. And she allowed herself to drink. I mean, we cannot take away the fact that no one, no one here was pushed to drink. This is not a hazing situation. We have seen multiple, multiple cast members on different shows never get drunk. Never. Like in all of the years that we watched, um, you know, I'm trying to think of like, a, a well, the new Roni, for example. That's a good example. Uba and Jenna do not drink. They don't drink. And the other girls do drink. And we still never saw them fall apart getting hammered. Now, this is season one. Maybe we'll see, you know, different things later. But like Lisa Barlow, she's an example of a girl that is on Real House as a Salt Lake City. And I can't remember. Maybe you guys can. can that has not fallen apart drinking. Like she drinks, but she's not falling down the stairs drunk 
in any scene that I've seen. She's drank responsibly. So I don't like this narrative that they're being forced to it. And whoever this housewife, so the article opens up alluding to this housewife, this unnamed housewife that's out there and getting, oh, Heather Dubrow is another good example. Candy never drank. Jill never drank. Yes, Jill only drank Diet Cokes, you know, she never was a drinker. It wasn't because she had a problem. She just didn't want to drink. And she's such an iconic housewife. So anyway, when you when you take that, so the first opening of this article was very clickbaity in the way that it was talking about this unnamed housewife who was in Cartagena. So it was either, you know, Tinsley Dorinda. My guess is it's Tinsley, this person, because it's because Dorinda's still on the shows. Tinsley Dorinda. Um, Ramona, Ramona, Sonia, Bethany. I can't remember who else was in Cartagena, but they were saying that this person was in Mexico or wherever they were and just woke up in her own urine, hammered beyond belief, throwing up outside of the van. Um, the producers were filming it. Um, you know, had to get some sort of like injection, like maybe a B12 shot or something in her tush and then went along with it. You're taking a story that is so um, possible to happen. It's going to happen to multiple 40-year-old women at BravoCon this weekend. Like, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> just getting waking up hungover and throwing up or like feeling nauseous and sick. Yeah, this is not groundbreaking. It wasn't like production put them in a room with no windows, no lights, no food, no nothing, and just vodka for six weeks. Like, that's how it's being portrayed. I don't find it... Um, I don't find it like big enough for a whole story. Now, the racism part, that's tricky. That definitely. Separate issue. Separate issue. Not really part of the reality reckon reckoning at all. Um, just a thing that should be talked about if this is really the way that she has, has acted in the past. Not okay. And people should know about it. Um, another point that I want to make on the reality reckoning is that, you know, Bethany's whole thing is that she thinks that every single reality star should be making $5,000 an episode, right? With all these other little things that are going along with that, but that's like the one like big sticking point for her. So a lot of these real housewives, they're making a lot more than that for a season, but if you do this across the board for every reality show and you create this thing where it's like every single person that's on a reality show needs to make $5,000 an episode, that'll be the death of reality television. Because the reason why reality television works is because it's cheap to make. And if you make it cost prohibitive, studios will stop making it. So I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about this like push to to pay the stars so much money because I think it's going to have a real adverse effect to shows getting greenlit in the future. I think that they should be um, paid appropriately, but I do think that there could be more done in like a back-end way. So royalties and residuals rather than upfront per episode payment only because it's true. Like the, the original cast of Roni, for example, or Real Houses of O.C., that scene of Vicky and the family van. We've all watched it hundreds of times. It's been on every single network 15 times or different streaming sites or YouTube or, I mean, we're obsessed with that one thing. And, and 
I just think that they should have a little bit more control over just like the Friends cast, right? Just like a regular TV show. Every single time we watch it on Netflix, they're getting a, a percentage. That's just the way it works. So I, I, I totally don't know, you know, what the answer is with all of this stuff. I do think that they just need more rules in place. The alcohol is tricky. If you take away alcohol completely from any of these situations, you're not going to have as much of an interesting show. And that's not because you need the alcohol. It's because alcohol allows people to say things that they maybe wouldn't say sober. And that is that allows for fun, more um, entertaining, dramatic scenes. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and it sucks. It's bad, but also I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say like it's a good thing Here's, to have alcohol, but what are you going to, if okay. you have a sober show, it's not going to be as, uh, as interesting or entertaining. That's the truth. Agreed. However, I think there should be some guardrails in place. So what we've seen in the past from some different shows, um, I don't want to name names here, but um, I do work on one specific franchise of, of show. And that show had, basically an unlimited alcohol policy. You could go, you could go back to the bar as many times as you want, get shots, get beers, get whatever you wanted to drink. So how much did you drink on set? Uh, back in the day, <laughs> everybody drank on set on this show. Oh, like crew? Everybody, crew, producers. Like I would go set up an interview and the producer would be like, uh, tell me about what happened in there and like then like the cast member would be like oh my god and there was Wait, like what yeah it would be like in overtime shooting this interview of just like two completely inebriated human beings having a conversation and just like i'm in overtime and this is never going to get used Stop so eventually what happened on that show was they had some things go wrong they had two cast members that got too drunk Something happened and the show got shut down for a little bit of time. Okay. And when the show came back, they had guardrails in place where you have two drinks per hour and then you got to wait. Mm -hmm. You can have two drinks and then you can have another two drinks and then you can have another two drinks. So if you start drinking at noon, by the time you get to midnight, you can still have 24 drinks throughout the course of the day. <laughs> Right. That's still a lot of drinks. Um, however, it did it did slow down the ability to just get absolutely wasted, hammered. Right. And then I have other shows that I work on where they don't have that experience as a production and they just they will like put out all of the drinks for the whole cast and they'll just say, have at it. Go do your thing. And it's a recipe for disaster. And, and, and I've seen it time and time again on these shows. Yeah, it's very tricky. I mean, it feels it feels like I think a lot of people drink for social lubricant, like for the ability to kind of loosen up and I think it's uncomfortable to have cameras in your face and maybe you're nervous um when you're starting on a reality show, so maybe there's like first season people that end up drinking too much, but the truth is we really don't see every housewife falling apart drunk in every episode of every show. We really see certain ones drinking more than others and that's usually a them issue. I don't think it's about 
the alcohol given to them by producers. And it's very tricky. At what point do you kind of cut in? So like I'm catching on, up on Potomac season seven right now, because I totally fell off the Potomac train. And remember the episodes when they were in Miami and there was a big fight between Mia and Wendy and like throwing drinks and all this stuff and like her nails. And I don't even know what's going on at bar one. That's not a producer given alcohol thing. They're out to dinner. They're having drinks and dinner and they got in a fight. So I don't know. It's very, very tricky. And um, I don't know what the exact win is here. What Bravo can say that like, or what Bravo is going to actually take from that. This is not an issue. I think the alcohol to me is an issue, but it's not a production issue. Um, in my opinion, that's mm. what I think. Now, production can still be on top of that. Okay. They can still be, whether they're at a bar or not, they're, you know, they're on some sets you have, you have control and you have guardrails and you have somebody that's sitting there with a clipboard saying Ramona Singer just had her second drink of the hour. Now she needs to wait. Good luck with that. Telling Ramona Singer, she can't have another drink, but I don't need another drink. I'm Ramona. I can have fun in turtle time without alcohol. Okay. So, so a couple of things, you guys, um, first I'm going to take a little pause in the show because I do need to talk about, my amazing sponsor for today's episode, Blue Mean, you guys, Blue Mean is this face product, not product, face tool that I'm obsessed with. What? Say it. Oh, that's for your face? Lance Bowling. What? I didn't know what it was. What did you think this was? I'm just joking. Go ahead. My goodness, Lance. <laughs> I, I tried to put the brakes on it and you told me to go. You, you're like, you look like you were going to self-implode if you didn't bit. say it. Okay, you guys, it's the Face Pro Plus and there's so many cool benefits. So you turn it on. There's a few different settings. I like the red because red light therapy is known for aging. It decreases puffiness. It improves. You're going to like this product penetration. Ooh. It tones your jawline. It reduces your double chin. It does all of these things, but this is the coolest part about it. Are you ready? Try it. <laughs> what does it hurt? I no, I didn't expect it. Okay. So you keep doing it and you're supposed to put like serums on your face. And so the red light therapy plus the. What's in the red light? The red light, red light therapy is known for all those things that I just said, anti-aging wrinkles, improving penetration of all your products, um, helping. And so if you guys can hear the buzzing. So there's a vibration to it. Anyway, you guys, I love it. You guys love it. So many of you guys have purchased it in my in my um, Facebook group. It really does make you look skinnier on the left side or on the right side, whichever one you use. Do you want to be skinny on the left or on the right? I want to be skinny on both. Can I be skinny on both? No, just one. You can only be skinny on one side. What's your good side? Both. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, the Blooming Pro, I'm going to let you try it in just a moment. So they have a hundred of them that will sell out, but there's a hundred that the first hundred that you guys purchase will get $70 off. So it's normally $150. We're going to get $70 off. It is only for the first hundred people. Um, it always sells out. It's such like, I'm not joking you when I tell you, I love this. And I just like, I just watch TV with my blue mean. And the point is that, um, they keep coming to me because you guys keep buying it. They love it. So thank you so much for supporting and go to bloomingcom slash daily dose Donna, D-A-N-A. I'll put the link in my bio. Why you, why'd you press the button? Did I, I you don't, don't press the button. How do, oh, you just put it up there? Yes. 
And if you if you go to the blue, it'll get hot. Try that. But maybe stay away so I can keep going with the show. Okay, he's gonna blue me in. No, don't go down on it. Don't don't go down don't on go it. Down. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Let's get back on the tr the show train, okay? So bluemean.com slash daily dose Donna, D-A-N-A, and that's $70 off. It's an amazing deal. tool. Yeah, and it's great. Okay, you guys. So there were two big shows last night. Two big shows. We're going to have to uh, get through both of them. What? Oh, I thought I you were younger gonna... already. Do you? Yeah. Do you look younger is the question. Do I look younger? Lance has a mirror face. Do you guys know? Do you guys have a mirror face? Like when you're doing your hair or doing your makeup or whatever in the mirror, do you find that you have a face that you kind of make? Um, Lance does. I think everyone has like a little bit of like a like a pursed lips or like a pout. Lance, do your mirror face. It's like it's kind of like it's like that. I don't know. I kind of like close my eyes a little bit. Guys, it's maddening. I can't, I'm gonna have like to. I'm catch. doing my hair. I'm like, yeah, that. With his eyes, I mean, he thinks he's James Dean, <laughs> Zoolander. Yes, it's awful. Okay, Roni, we watch reunion. Well, I watch. Lance is just gonna have to go with this one, you guys. Lance, you have a face when you're doing your makeup. Mark wants to know. Yeah. What are you doing? It's my face. Oh, okay. So, um, Roni was on, you guys. The reunions, um, part two, the final part of the reunion of this new like rendition of Roni was on last night. Okay. Quick thoughts. I don't know how to handle Sai. So Sai to me, Sai is S-A-I, just in case you're kind of wondering how to, I always like visualize things and it's not S-I-G-H, but I want it to be S-I-G-H. So Sai is quite possibly the most unlikable real housewife well, no, Leah McSweeney, and then Sai. Sai has nothing about her that is um, redeeming or or nice. Even when she's talking about her sob story, even when she's talking about the fact that she had an alcoholic mother and who died and like struggled and whatever, I still don't have a sense of compassion. I'm struggling, you guys. I understand that it must have been hard. I also had an alcoholic father. Welcome to the club, right? We're the kids of alcoholics. But I feel like there is there is an absolute kind of disconnect because when you're someone who is not kind to others and when you're someone that is not compassionate and empathetic to others, it's very hard for someone to feel that for you. I could not have cared less about Sai's sob story. How bad am I? Am I a horrible human being? She is cold, mean. She cuts people off. She's angry. She has no patience. She even admits it. And I was talking to my friend Valerie. This it sounds like you just have no empathy for her because of the way that she's acted in the past. That's exactly what it is. And honestly, it's like, I do think you have to treat people the way you want to be treated. And if you treat someone like a B-I-T-C-H, how can you expect them to turn around and be like so loving towards you? It gives me, it goes back to like Real Houses of Beverly Hills last week when Kyle Richards sobbing about the fact that Sutton didn't come to her and give her love at the reunion. Well, girl, you were a bitch to Sutton the entire season. What do you expect? I don't get it. I don't understand how some people expect the world, but treat people like shit. It's not cool. 
right? I think Sai thinks she's really like amazing and very um, above all because she's an influencer and she has all these hundreds of thousands of followers and she has money and she's successful and all that. I could totally go another season without Sai. I really don't like her. I don't find anything. I wanted to like her, but I just don't. I, I can't connect. And you know what? With everything going on right now in the world, with like the world war and all the stuff, I'm. I think I'm like, I'm like hardening. Sigh. <laughs> I think I'm like hardening. I'm not joking. I was watching it last night after like such a depressing, you know, day of news, and I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm becoming like a meaner person. Because of everything that's happening right now to the Jews. Okay, so um, so then let's move on. So that's Sai. Now, Sai did say, I've never been in therapy, which I was talking to Valerie this morning. She's a therapist, you guys. She's here in Los Angeles. She's like, I don't understand how a 40-year-old woman with copious amounts of money, with a career, with a husband, with kids, the, how do you not have therapy? at this point in your life, when you know that you've gone through struggles and you're not like perfectly happy. I, I just think therapy, I mean, therapy is like so important, right? You're not against therapy. Super important. Yeah. I'm in therapy. I do therapy. Therapy we, or we, therapy. Ah. We just talked about that. That's like a company that I wish they sponsored me. It's an Israel born company, born company called therapy. If your kids are still wetting the bed and they can't like get potty trained when they were young, both of our kids went through the system. If you're, if you have a kid right now who cannot go the night without a pull up or they pee their pants, hello, therapy. I'm Dr. Segi. Do your, do your kids still wet the bed? A good Israeli accent. <laughs> it's okay. Today you're going to get a star. If you go seven days, this means you have graduated from this program. Yes, you get five red stars in a row. And what? then you get a green star, a blue star. <laughs> the videos were hilarious. We love the videos. And the kids loved it too. And it worked on both of them. It's like an alarm system, right? Where you're sleeping and it's like, burr, burr. like yeah. and we'd have to like, it was amazing. Okay. So anyway, Sai has never done therapy, but maybe she's used therapy. Maybe. I hope she has one of the, uh, one or the other. When she gets uh, blackout drunk. On, no, Sai uh, doesn't get blackout drunk. She's too hungry to get blackout drunk. She's always hungry. I don't know who that is. She's literally yeah. the most hungry person on TV. All she talks about in every episode of every ep of Roni was how hungry she is. Okay. So the next big thing that I thought was interesting was Bryn. Bryn, I like Bryn. I'm not a huge fan of Bryn, but I do like her because I do see a warmness, but she is, and I was told this, but from my friend who's a therapist, she is a walking PTSD. Um, she's a walking PTSD like example. Is, Everything is makes her one, cry. Is Bryn the one that was in the gay bar with Jenna? Jenna. Yeah, how do you know? You watched that episode? I, I watched like three minutes with you. And oh, you uh, thought she was hot. I did think she was hot. She's beautiful. Yeah. So she she is so she's so emotional that it doesn't feel like she's like 
fully healed, right? She's constantly crying over even other people's things. Every, I mean, she, she and Sabin Robin have a little bit of competition. I'm just going to be honest. Anyway, I do think that there's hope for Bren. Um, although when I was watching it last night with everything going on, like I said, in the world, and then I'm watching Sai hysterically cry about her mother and then Bryn hysterically cry about her father. I'm like, what are we watching? Why is Roni becoming family trauma, childhood trauma? Like, I feel like I'm watching an episode of Intervention or like, um, you know, what's it called? The Dr. Drew shows. Mm, celebrity rehab. Yeah. I'm like, and it's not really about rehab, but you know what I mean? Like, it just felt, it just felt so incredibly like, I don't know, just like down in the dumps. And the final yeah. thing that happened on Roni was Uba. Uba being Uba hot. And this, you guys, was wild to me. So I've always liked Uba. And I really liked her until the Anguilla episode when she lost her shit on Aaron over her phone. I get a little bit freaking out over your phone. I do think she went too far with her reaction to Aaron. You guys know I like Aaron. And a lot of you guys think she's a Karen. But I like Aaron. I relate to Aaron. I think Aaron, Aaron, Karen? I think Aaron's the most like me. I honestly think I would be more like Aaron than any of the girls on that show. But. In that moment, Uba loses her shit in Anguilla. And then yesterday on the reunion, again, just like goes from being like, oh, Aaron, you're such a wonderful. No, Aaron, you're a horrible. Blah, 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 blah. It's, it's almost like um, impulsive. Yeah, like impulsive. I mean, you said that. I didn't. Please don't at me. But very impulsive. Very just like going for it. Just very calm. Just screaming at someone else. And then calm. And then screaming. It's too much of a wild card for me, but I do like Uba, so I struggle with that. I really think she's beautiful and and kind, but even just the way that she like attacked Tamara Judge on her stories last week feels a little bit too unfiltered. Like I worry a little bit about that. See, Aaron is so funny. Two comments came in right after one after one after the other. Aaron is the worst. Aaron is my favorite. That is the experience of Aaron, which is why Polarizing. she's, she's going to be a good housewife. Because she, at least some people, I have yet to find one person that says Uba's their favorite or Sai is their favorite. There are people that think Bryn is their favorite. There are people that think Jenna is their favorite. Jessel, we all think, is amazing. But I absolutely, definitely um, think that uh, they will all get a second season. I can't imagine them firing any of them. Maybe they'll add someone, but I don't see Andy leaving any of them in the dust, although I, I would be fine with outside. And finally, you guys, finally, oh my God, the moment that we've all been waiting for, and by all, I mean maybe three of you, is how many wives Cody still has on Sister Wives. You guys, last night, Sister Wives, <gasps> there was a couple big moments. Okay, Lance, have you ever watched an episode of Sister Wives? Uh, begrudgingly, yes. Just, you know, with you, it's been on. Yes. Tell me about it. Like, what is your experience thinking of Sister Wives? Uh, how did this guy get anybody to marry him at all? Um, for starters, he just seems like such a D-bag, I guess. is like Douche canoe. Yeah. He, he definitely has um, pecs, though. He has pecs and six-pack six abs. abs. Yeah. yeah. We've heard that now a few times. <clears throat> um. I don't know. He just seems like an asshole. Can I say that? Yeah, no, you can. I think he definitely has, um, he's upped his levels of assholeness in the last few years. Like it's definitely gotten worse and worse through the seasons. When the show started, he was like, <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Like he was like a jolly old, like he was like a golden retriever. Like he was bouncy and like, I love my family and I'm, you know, but now it's just like, he's angry, he's bitter. And it's so clear. So a couple big things happened. Has, this, has it gone to his head? Like the fame has gone it's to, gone his, to head? his hair. The fame has gone to his hair. and then a perm? There's definitely some, that something happening? happening. It's either a perm. It's some sort of curling iron situation. I imagine him and Sob and Robin, they get their mirror faces on and they do their hair together. He does her eyebrows and she does his hair. Okay. And that's their form of love language. All right. Yeah, just making each other look like shit. <laughs> so when we went to okay so in the beginning of the season we see or beginning of the episode we see mckelty and tony which by the way lance i'm going to show you a picture of tony i want i want you to give us our your first thoughts tony mckelty is is christine's daughter and mckelty got married to tony and i really want you to know without watching the show and without knowing anything how what are your thoughts when you see this man Okay. Give me a second. Do you already have an idea? No, I have no idea. I I have no idea what to expect here. Okay. Oh, geez. <laughs> what do you think, Lance? Um, You're making great radio. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, but you're flipping through pictures and it's like in one he like looks Kind of creepy. I love Tony. And then like in others, he, he looks kind of nice. And I'm like, no, I, don't, I don't know. He's a really nice guy, but the amount of shampoo that gets used in that house, I can't even imagine. Tony is stony baloney, Tony. He's so stoned. He's so like just kind of flying through life. We find out that McKelty's pregnant with twins. And Christine is so cute. This is the kind, Christine is the mom that I wish I had. Like just like, oh honey, I just want to be there for you. And I just want to cook for you and make sure you're okay. Are you okay? Can I massage your feet? Like, I just want you to be happy. And just okay. She's so sweet. Tony and McKelty are having twins. This is how the show starts. We go back and forth between Utah and Flagstaff. So Christina's already left Cody. Wife number two, three. The, Wife the, number three has already. Is she the skinny blonde? She's the skinnier blonde. The skinnier blonde. And then Janelle, who's a little bit more heavy set, yeah. is still kind of holding on to Cody, but she's not 100% in. She's not 100% out. She's kind of like in and out, right? And I don't know exactly, you know, what the situation is in this moment with, with Janelle and Cody. But, well, I know now officially they're not together. But this was like, we're watching early 2022. We're yeah. watching like January, February 2022. So... At this point, Janelle is like, I don't even know if he calls me. I don't think he wants to call me. I don't think he likes me. I'm not really sure. I have no idea. So she's off gardening with her sons just living her life. Meanwhile, Mary, who is wife number one, is still the only one holding on to this sister-wife life. She's the only one still holding on. And she straight up says, because, you know, all of the show is shot by them. I, I want to know your thoughts, Lance. The, the show is shot by the cast. It's not shot by camera crews. Every single scene is a phone. It's what? a camera phone. I swear. They set up phones. They set up cameras. Like, very rarely do you have an actual camera crew. Sometimes you do. But most of the times you don't. And so Mary does a confessional, which, by the way, some people need to teach them. how, Like, production needs to teach them how to put their phone on a tripod and walk a few feet back. Their confessionals are like this. Do you guys notice it with Janelle and Mary? Like, 
phone right in their camera. I mean, their face right in their phone. So Mary's like, you know, we went out for, for our anniversary dinner and, and he just told me he was not interested. And he said to me, interested in what being married to Mary anymore. Mm. We know this. He's like, I'm not into you, Mary. He's been saying it from episodes and episodes. Which one's Mary? Uh, Mary is this one in the middle, but this is such an old picture. But anyway, he's told Mary now for years, I don't really want to be with you. She's the one that went through that catfishing thing. Yeah. But he's still like, she's like, but I'm still holding on. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like cut the cord, like be gone, like be out of here. I know I said plural marriages, but I don't want to be with you, Mary. And she's like, I'm just, I'm going to stick around. I feel plural like it's going to work. I want to subtract one. And then he says, well, you know, they're, they're, their whole uh, like tagline is love is not multiplied. It's love should not be divided. It should be multiplied. Mm. But then this is the best line. And I thought you'd get a kick out of this, Lance. Mary says, Cody told me, Mary, your life is not one I want to insert myself into. Wow. She said that with a straight face. <laughs> now, he's basically saying my six pack my abs don't want to have sex with you anymore, Mary. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to hear about your LuLaRoe business. Mm -hmm. I don't oh, want to know. She has a LuLaRoe business? Yeah, it's a real Still? deal. It's a real Still? deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mary's a top earner. Oh, my God. She just moved it over to Utah. Oh, my God. So, so she is literally obsessed with Cody, and he's like, I am not into you. And she's like, I'm going to stick around. Like, she's like stock. She's literally, what do they call it? Like, um, stage five. Mm, she's she's a stage five clinger mary take the hint yeah i mean at this point he's literally like he's writing notes he's sending her messages he's like dropping bombs on her house like but what, he hasn't said i want to get a divorce i think he wants her to because he needs to look like the victim mm. at the end of the day so how that, does that work because like they're you, not you actually even married by the way no to... they're not actually married she was the only one officially married to cody and she got rid she divorced him so that he could officially marry robin the love of his life the fourth wife because he needed to adopt her kids what in the war and jeff's is going on around here? exactly it only happens to men that look like cody so then a little bit later we go to truly's birthday party now robin Sob and Robin, she comes in for the kill because she's interviewed in her confessional talking about Truly's birthday. And when she says this, so we had Truly's birthday today. She's 12. <laughs> the face she makes, this is talking about someone's birthday, you guys. She, I, I rewound it. I said, that, that can't be right. She didn't do that. It's Truly's birthday. She's 12. And then they cut back to her and they, she goes, nothing good happens when they're 13, you know? When they're 13, they become teenagers. She's talking about her sister wife's daughter and you wonder why no one likes you? She's an awful human being. Robin is the problem. Lance, Robin is awful, okay? <sighs> so then Robin, they throw this party. Now, if you guys didn't notice this, they're in the kitchen and they're doing some sort of like, oh, we're hanging out with Truly for her birthday with Isabel, who's another one of the sister wives' daughters who does not want to be there. And Cody's like, I just don't know why. Isabel's just not being very nice to me. Maybe it's because you had she had spine surgery and had to go somewhere for three weeks and you wouldn't go because of COVID. You wouldn't go with your daughter because of COVID. 
even though like five seconds later you went on a boy's trip and you married someone as an efficient, but you wouldn't go with your daughter. Oh, Cody's the shittiest dad in America. And we both have shitty dads, but Cody wins the award how for many, the shittiest dad. How many kids does he have? 46. Maybe, maybe he's spread a little thin. What does that mean? Oh no, he doesn't care about the young kids. I'm um, the old kids. He says, once you're old, once you're like able to kind of do your own thing, like I have to focus on the younger ones. Yeah. I mean, like if you have 46 kids, like how good of a dad could you really be to any of them individually? I don't know. Ask Nick Cannon. <laughs> He's well on his way. Wow. I mean, it's true. How as a parent, no, I'm, this is not a joke. This is serious. How as a parent, can you really be so present for all of your kids? If you have multiple kids and they're not even under the same mom. So it's not like one house, all the kids, it's multiple different parents, different homes. It's impossible. You cannot be everywhere all at once. Are they still like living in a cul-de-sac with like all the houses next to each other? No, that was a great time. They moved from Vegas because why would they live in a good in a situation? Of course not. They had to move to Flagstaff. To, I mean, Flagstaff, Arizona to make their lives miserable, to buy a piece of land on Coyote Pass so they could fight for three seasons about who gets lot one, lot two, lot three, lot four next to the pond and lot five next to the trees. They they literally moved, bought this land that no one has paid off. They have not built not even a, nary a single structure. They haven't built his barndemonium, which is what he wants. Have you ever heard of that? Barndemonium? Condominium? Barndemonium? Do you know? Mm. It's a barn condo. Okay. Okay. So anyway, this is a family that's going to ship, but this moment in the kitchen at Robin's house, Robin's, you know, she's doing her thing. She's cooking as crepes. You know, that's all they eat. They eat their Nutella, their crepes, and she's cooking. And at one point she's got her back to him, to the Island. She's at the stove. He is facing the Island. He backs up and grabs her ass right there. He pulls a lance. That's what you do. Yeah. Are your husband's ass grabbers? I'm curious. Which of you wives enjoy getting your ass grabbed? <laughs> like while you're cooking, while you're in the middle of the lunchtime rush with your kids, while you're in the middle of making sure your kids are eating breakfast, do you enjoy just going over and getting a little in the in the tush? What's up with that? I bet if I stopped doing it, you'd miss it. Try. <laughs> Let's try. Let's try to stop doing it for a bit, babe. Okay. So then he, okay. So we see that scene. Unfortunately, we didn't get that much of Robin, but then one thing really did happen that so I. Cody grabs Mary. No, Mary. Cody oh, grabs Mary by the neck and tries to kill her maybe, but God. he only grabs Robin's ass. Grabs he's Robin's in ass. love with one of his sister wives and that's it. And he thinks he's a polygamist, but really he's only in love with one person. And that, and everyone else is just a distraction for him and his, you know. Love of his life. The love of his life. We see a lot of natural births in this episode. We see a lot of flashbacks of births because of Truly's birthday and about the natural births and the hospitals. Lots. We noticed that when Christine was having a baby, she's like pushing and making the sounds, the normal like pushing sounds. But when Robin's having a baby, did you guys notice this? When Robin was having Solomon, she was just laying in bed and she goes like this. She's pushing the baby out like that. She's holding on to the top of the bed. Like if you're wondering why it's silence, because the girl didn't say a word. It was the weirdest thing. Cody's like, oh yeah, that's a good obedient wife. She doesn't even make a sound when she's pushing my baby out of her vagina. Jesus. I believe that that's what he was thinking. He was like, that's my girl. 
That's my girl. Look how tough she is pushing Solomon out, who looks just like my other 15 kids. Oh, wish I had her on the Oregon Trail. She'd have been a good one. <laughs> she wouldn't have gotten dysentery. <laughs> Isn't that an Oregon Trail? 100%. Um, so then, and Mary would be like the horse pulling the cart. <laughs> Mary, he'd be like, Mary, pull us. Mary, the ox just died. Get up there. Yeah. Mary, Mary, we're going slowly. You need to work harder. Mary, stop what you're doing and, and go and pull me and Robin in our carriage. I got a sick wife and I got to go take care of her. And if you know what I mean by take care of her, got to get myself another brown baby. It's gross. So anyway, finally, um, one last scene that actually made me laugh out loud was when they did a flashback to their commitment ceremony where it looks like they were in Vegas and it looks like they had maybe 46 extras. I don't know who these people are that are their friends. None of them look like polygamists. They're just normal people in Vegas that are like, oh, I want to go see a show. What's available? Gallagher or Sister Wives? I guess I'll go to Sister Wives tonight. And they went to the Vegas house. Anyway, they're having this commitment ceremony and in this moment, Robin says, they're all reading. Okay, so Cody's like, I want to start by saying da-da-da-da-da. Then it passes to Janelle. Our family motto is this. And then it passes to, you know, Christine. And, Mar and Robin gets it. And she's like, for the, for the wives. For the wives and their husband. Oh, oh. She's crying. You guys, at the commitment ceremony, she cried. This woman has a problem. I'm seriously, like, at some point, is there, Google it, is there a problem where you can't stop crying? Like, should we be taking her into the, one of those TLC special mystery shows? You know, not murder, um, like the health yeah. things. Like, I can't stop eating chalk. Yeah. There's an issue here. I've never seen anyone so easily and quick to cry. What's going on there, you guys? It is unbelievable. I love recording her. Like it's constantly crying. She's crying when she's happy. She's crying when she's sad. She's crying when she's thinking of a time that she was crying when she was sad or happy. She's crying when she's hungry. She is literally a tear machine. And I wouldn't have it any other way because thank you, Sob and Robin, for giving us so much, so much happiness. And thank you for almost 700 of you guys in this YouTube live. Thank you so much for subscribing to Daily Dose of Donna. I need your guys' help. If you are here on YouTube, please subscribe, follow, give a little thumbs up, and turn on the bell. But if you are listening to the show, or if you are watching and listening, please go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow the show and leave a review. It makes a world of difference for me and, and the growth of Daily Dose of Donna. And Lance, you know, Lance needs to, I need to retire him. I need to retire him. What? Like Whitney needs to retire Justin like, on Real House as a Salt Lake City. Put me out to pasture? Well, you're going to be my ox. <laughs> you're going to be pulling me on the Oregon Trail. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, like at some point, right? Like this is like a MLM. They all retire their husbands. Mm. Oh, re oh, yeah. Please retire me. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't know what you meant by retire So me. if I retire you, does that mean that, that you could be taken, you know? No, there's literally one way retire you can be taken. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> uh, you're good. You're good. Um, okay, you guys. So fun. Thank you so much for being here, Dosers. You really put a smile on my face in dark ass times. Lance puts a smile on my face. Lance is getting better. 
Lance is going to become a podcaster. Let's He's go. Going to become a podcaster. Uh, can I plug a few things? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Camera Lance on Instagram. He's and, an influencer. Uh, Holy crap. Instagram and TikTok. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, you can follow my company, F22 Studios, at F22 Studios. That's always LA. in my show notes. Always in my show notes. Always in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, we provide cameras and lighting and grip and sound stages and vehicles and all kinds of fun stuff. Podcast studios. That's where Tom Sandoval is. Tom Sandoval's podcast is out of there. We do a jackass podcast out of there. Um, yeah, so that's it. Go, go follow. Check me out. Check me out, yo. Um, don't give him too big of a head. And thank you guys so much. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye, y'all.